Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. So, Laura, a friend of mine is getting married in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I'm not invited, which is fine. Okay. Uh, you know. Is it just fine. a smaller affair? That's yeah, going to be a small affair, family okay. affair. All good. No, no, you know. I would go if invited, but not mad to not be invited. You know what I mean? Yes. So they uh, – <laughs> The way people ask for gifts for weddings is so different from when, like when I was a kid, you'd just go, uh, when I was a kid, I got married when I was a kid, as it turns out, but you'd register, right? But if you're almost 40 or in your 40 or in your 50, you probably don't need stuff. Right. And first of all, let me ask, though, is this a uh, like a second marriage for For one, it is a second marriage. Okay. Yeah, but in their 40s now and yes. established and decent jobs. Right, and, okay. right. So, no. so what they've done is there's a website called uh, Honey Fund, mm. which sounds a little bit like you're going to get feet pics if you send in a, the correct amount of <laughs> money. But you can sort of fund their honeymoon, Honey Fund. Yeah. But... It's sort of interesting. Like, I just, I guess I don't know quite what to feel about this because some of the items on this registry. So instead of just being like a GoFundMe. Yeah. There's a little more fun. So you can, you know, pay, help uh, pay for a a round of golf at Mm. a place near their Airbnb. Or what if uh, you can help send them to dinner at a, a couple restaurants, they put it. You could... Uh, uh, pay for their coffee date or help them buy luggage. Mm-hmm. Kind of interesting. I kind of like that. Now, one of the items is upgrade our flight to first class. Ooh. And the line underneath says, do you know what first class on Alaska Airlines looks like? And I think, like, does that look like you're still in the plane? <laughs> like, is that what first class <laughs> is on Alaska Airlines now? Uh, I, the gut reaction when you're not invited to a wedding and then sent a link to their donation page. Okay, yeah. It's if, sort of like, I don't know about no. this. If you're not invited to the wedding, I don't think they should be encouraging gifts. I They've done it in a very nice way where they've been sort of sheepish about it. They've done it in the style of someone on Instagram who is not actually getting questions about their outfit but wants to post a link to whatever their outfit is. Like, we're getting a lot of questions about... Oh, yes. It's one of Let's those. clear a few things up. Here's a link. <laughs> no, yeah. It's weird. It it's a little weird. weird. I, I empathize with the scenario, right? Because yeah. at that phase of life, it is... I mean, how is this any better or worse than going to Target and clicking on all the things that you want? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I weird. think I think what would be... 
I don't know, just what would feel a little more normal to me if I were you mm-hmm. is just to get an announcement. Hey, we got married. We're so happy. Uh, whatever. Just like an announcement that they got married. And then it's up to you to decide, oh, hey, maybe I'll send them a little money. Right. You know, yeah, just, just a little cash. Gift. Like a- right. And then they can use that cash however they want. Right. Maybe it's just a younger person thing. Like everything's got to be like the, a thing. We're at this level. The GoFundMe, here the, the reward yes, at this level right. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, in Maple Grove, a new pizza place is opening up. And it's not enough to just open a restaurant now. You have to have some entertainment. Oh. Did you just make up a word? No, this is like the industry trend of having like nonsense going on, whether it's golf simulators, mm, gotcha, a mini golf course that has a bar like the Puttery yep. in downtown Minneapolis, and axe throwing. Yes, Broadway bar and pizza, Broadway pizza, terrific. Everybody loves Broadway pizza. Coming to Maple Grove. And next to it, or a part of it, will be Broad Axe, which is an axe-throwing thing. There must be people doing it. I've, I've done, I've done axe-throwing before. Yeah. It's fun. I've never done it. Yeah. I went to, what was the name of this place? It was like in Oakdale. Um, but, yeah, I did axe-throwing with the kids. It was fun. Okay. Like someone taught you how to do it, like how to hold it right. with two hands and release it and whatever. Yeah. But like is axe throwing as good as it gets? Well, and does it need to be in a pizza place? Can it just be an axe throwing place? <laughs> yes. Maybe people want to go have a nice pizza and not have axes flying above their heads, you know? I think it's weird. I yeah, think I it's do too. sort of weird. Like are we like, we need this much stimulation? That's what it seems like, doesn't it? What if they just, like, sold you, sold you a pizza? Mm-hmm. And then you just sat down and had the and pizza. And had a conversation. You, maybe you could put, like, maybe you could put, like, some uh, video games. Yeah. That'd be fine. Yep. Maybe they're thinking it's it makes it more enticing for, like, a date situation. To go out and get some pizza and throw some axes. I think... Maybe it's because so many people are delivering food, right? And once you've made restaurant food into a commodity that can just be dropped at your house, you need something else to get, get people to go in. out. Right. Yeah. I don't mind the entertainment. Like, sometimes a little entertainment is good. Mm-hmm. But now there will be two pizza places in Maple Grove that also have axe throwing. Oh, yeah. I just think it's very strange. We're a little saturated with axes. I asked online today, like, what, you know. Axes. We got it. Like, what else? What else could we do? Mm-hmm. How about a place where you could throw darts? Oh, well. <laughs> hey, there's an idea. I think that could be something. Mm-hmm. Uh, a place where a train delivers your food. Have you ever <laughs> gone to a restaurant where they deliver food by train? No. Growing up, there is a restaurant called the Choo Choo in Des Plaines, Illinois. Okay. And they had like a diner style horseshoe shaped counter. Mm-hmm. And along the counter were train tracks. Oh, just like a little baby train bringing you your plates? And the plate oh, came out on the train. Oh, that's cute. I we love thought, that. We thought that was the coolest. That is cool. I loved it. Yes. I think I think that might work. A guy from Colorado told me there's a bar and grill out near Denver where you can shoot guns. Mm. Now, I like going to the range. 
I've gone to Bill's and Robbinsdale. It's kind of fun, a little mm-hmm. date night. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, when you bring your wife and realize that she is a much better shot than I am, yeah. it's a good, like, behavior modifier, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to mess with her. Hammerschlagen, maybe more Hammerschlagen. What is that again? Is that the deal where, like, you have all the nails in the, like, tree stump type thing? And you get, like, one hammer and you got a hammer in the nail? I don't know. I think that's right. Am I making this up? We need to we need to investigate and and sample some of these I should know that. I'm sure, like, everyone knows this. We sound like idiots for not knowing. I don't really know. <laughs> Rita Sargenopoulos came for me during Chad's show today. I don't know if you Yeah, I didn't hear that. Well, here's a clip. Here's, here's Jason's text. Well, I started. Rita and her husband are absolute weirdos and must be stopped. Anti-farmer, hates Minnesota by 3 p.m. topic is Rena. I mean, right there. All right, pa- oh, pa- yeah. can you pause for a second? So Rena was talking about chicken. Okay. And she said that she doesn't like... Uh, she doesn't like chicken. And Chad was like, well, what are you talking about? She's like, well, have you ever thought about, like, how the chicken gets from the farm yes. to your plate? And you're like, well, first of all, like, stop thinking about that. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Th- like, why do you want to think about that? There's a reason there's that saying about you don't want to see how the sausage is made. Right. Because you don't. She cannot like chicken. Well, then she said she likes chicken, but she just doesn't like thinking about it. Yeah. It's very strange. So I texted in saying that, you know, I mean, she is like, we're just trying to support our family farmers around here. Yeah. They're doing their best. Like, Rena's got to get it together. And I, so I said she's a weirdo. And then she said, Okay, if Jason's going to get into a weird contest with me. I think we all know who's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Wow. wow. Jason, again, what, come at me, bro. She has a point. Do you now, find most weird about Jason to Russia? Right? Now, here's her we, chance. To kind of let me have it. Nothing. She had nothing. She didn't have a specific weird thing about you? Right. Well, she just knows of your aura. (laughs) She just knows that wherever you go, whatever you do, it's not going to be normal. Pretty much. That's accurate. Yeah. Uh, It is. I mean, I'm, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing that I'm weird. It's fine. I'm not calling you weird, but I can see how she, that's. Yeah. I can see how she would think that and want to want that to be her thing. Yes, I texted her and said, "I'm coming for you, Sergeant okay. Plus. Like, there's going to be some sort of like uh, anchorman style battle. Mm. The millennials and the youngs think it's weird that some of us are using wallets. Wallets, okay. So now wallets are uncool. Gen Z says. You're old if you still carry a wallet. Yeah. Uh, it's chuggy, they say. What's chuggy? That's like uh, you're kind of a loser. It's dorky. Dorky. So what are they just using their phones to pay for everything? That's right. Yeah. Okay. I could see that. If you could get rid of a wallet and never carry it, would you, like if you could have all you needed on a phone, would mm-hmm. you make the trade? Um. No, because I could probably do that now, and I don't. Yeah. And I, but I don't carry a big wallet either. I just like have like a little zipper coin purse that I fit credit cards in and a couple of bucks. That's what I have. Like it's a little yeah, sleeve just a little type thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I used to carry a big like a bifold wallet, like yeah. an old man wallet. Yes. 
and you'd get like you get that wallet mark in yes, your back in seat pocket, mm-hmm. which just like. <laughs> It looks goofy. But that's probably going to become cool. I bet you that's cool right now. <laughs> Seriously. I bet there's guys at the Goodwill looking for jeans with a wallet outline in the back pocket. The texture says I got hammer slog incorrect. You get <gasps> one try to pound the nail all the way in. So it's one nail? But Yes. And one hammer. One hammer. And you got to pow. Just whack One it. whack. It's got to be all the way in or you lose. And that's fun? I mean, pounding things is fun, generally, I would say. I have to try this. Cook. I say pounding things is fun, and I get the dirtiest look. What kind of show do you think this is? He's always shaking his head, Jason, no matter what you say or what I say sometimes. I kind of, so back to the wallet thing, I do, so I don't like the mark, but I kind of like the feel of leather. Yes. Right? You should get some leather pants. (laughs) You can feel that leather all day long. Yeah. You know, I'm going to consider that. As you would. Where do you, where do you get, where does a guy get a pair of leather pants? I wouldn't even know. Online, I'm sure. There's probably a high end something or other store in this marketplace too where you could find some leather pants. Do you think I, I go to that honey fund? That back to that website. There you go. If you guys want to contribute. To the Derusha Leather Pants yep. Fund. You go, oh Lord. Because then I might have to get it. <laughs> Weren't so, you just at a place earlier today? <laughs> uh, cook. I'm not going to explain that at okay. all. Nope. Uh, thanks, Laura. Leather Pants. We covered a lot of ground there. Chugi, Leather Pants, me being a weirdo. Just standard day here on Drive Time with Derusha. D-Rush Hour News headlines coming up in a minute. Uh, The inside story behind that Taylor Swift, Celine Dion uh, backstage Grammys photo. Eggs at every McDonald's. Major development, and it affects Minnesota big time. Plus, why is Snoop mad at a Minnesota-based cereal business? Drive time continues. D-Rush Hour News headlines on this February 7th. It is Wednesday. That Taylor Swift, Celine Dion backstage photo from the Grammys was staged. Oh, it's no surprise, right? Taylor Swift's team, according to this story uh, reprinted in the Pioneer Press, went into immediate damage control mode. At the Grammy Awards. So the video of this, I don't know. I thought people were overreacting to it. Taylor grabbed the Album of the Year trophy from Celine Dion's hands without like a nod or a thank you or a hug or an anything. It was a little like you were like, oh, she didn't even like really look at Celine. I mean, she just broke an enormous record. and It was a big deal. It was a big deal. Um... I think, you know, people are always looking to make something out of nothing. But it does show, like, it does go to show, like, how close the celebrity representatives are monitoring what the feedback is. So they instantly knew, whoops, this didn't look good. And so uh, this guy, Matthew Baloney, says he talked to somebody backstage, you know, whatever. It's like I talked to a guy who talked to a guy who said they knew it was a mistake and they immediately were scrambling to get that photo. 
So they got the two of them together, got the photos, and immediately sent it out. <laughs> sort of damage control. It's interesting, like, how they release it, too. I think it was, like, Entertainment Tonight or somebody. So you, like, quickly, just how fast this happens. Crazy. Uh, I don't know that it solved the jibber-jabber, but there you go. Every egg served at every McDonald's is now from cage-free farms, and many are from Minnesota. McDonald's last year bought 2 billion eggs, all from Cargill. Many of those eggs come from Minnesota. In 2015, Star Tribune reports that McDonald's said that they'd be 100% cage-free by 2026. And they got there two years ahead of schedule. Part of it, thanks to Forsman Farms in Renville, Minnesota, who invested millions of dollars to build a cage-free facility. As a family, the owner, Pete, said, they all sat down, said, can we do this? We had zero cage-free systems. Uh, But Cargill invested some money, provided financing, provided long-term contracts. So if you're an egg producer making the switch, Cargill helped make it happen. And today, about 38% of the egg-laying hens in America are cage-free. Cage-free, you sort of like, well, what, what exactly does this mean? Cage-free is defined as having room to roam indoors as opposed to constant confinement. But the money spent to be able to make this happen is sort of amazing. Snoop is mad at a Minnesota-based cereal business. Oh, man, you don't want to upset Snoop Dogg and Master P. They, uh... <laughs> Created a cereal company? At a certain point, you're like, Snoop Dogg cereal? Like, what are we doing? Uh, They had a company called Broadus Foods. They said their effort to get into the cereal business was derailed because of the, quote, diabolical uh, actions, diabolical actions of Minnesota cereal maker post-consumer brands, as well as Walmart. The lawsuit was filed in Dakota County District Court. That's where Post is headquartered in Lakeville. And uh, Snoop Dogg says Post worked with Walmart to make sure none of the Snoop cereal would ever get on store shelves. Crazy, right? Uh, Post is known for honey bunches of oats, uh, fruity pebbles, that sort of stuff. But they do manufacture cereal for other companies as well. Uh, how about one more story, and how about uh, being a CEO? Pretty good gig, right? Don't you wish you were a CEO? We were reminded of this. I was reminded of this today by seeing how much Toro's CEO made last year. Oh, that sound is so sweet, though. You know I love it. $9 million in salary stock and other perks, according to the Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Journal. Richard Olson saw his total compensation climb million. Poor guy. Like in 2022, only only took in about $7.3 million. Most of his pay is stock and option, which means the company's doing well. His base salary was uh, $1.1 million. So there you go. That's my real goal, Dan, to be a CEO. It's not looking good. You're the CEO of this this, uh, show, Jason. Boy, that pays, doesn't it? I, I almost meant that, too. Yeah. You almost said it correctly also. It's 532. But that's the kind of corrective feedback as CEO I like to get. Very nice. Uh, 
How about we take a break? How about we do that? And let's come back. Um, We may as well. We'll come back and we're going to talk about Super Bowl halftime shows. I'm excited about this. Usher, the halftime show this Sunday. Jim Novak, the music buyer at Electric Fetus, is going to get us ready in just a minute on CCM. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All right, if you're like me and you have a teenager at home, you may be doing some education this week. Because Sam asked me yesterday, what what is Usher, what what's even an Usher hit? And I was like, what? I mean, Usher was in his prime probably like 97 through, like late 90s, early 2000s. So if you're between 45 and 55, you are the bullseye of this Super Bowl halftime show. Jim Novak is a music buyer at Electric Fetus. He is on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker hotline. Jim, you're sort of in the, you're, are, are you in the Usher target yourself? I am. I am 50. I am prime Usher Target real estate right there. Yeah. 49 for me. Like this is like all the kind of college first job era kind of nostalgia coming back for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for for a lot of people in the in that this age group, the 90s, early 2000s, like this was their Michael Jackson, like Usher's album Confessions, like that was like thriller. Like everybody had that, you know, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a cultural thing for sure. Uh, The Super Bowl halftime show, like as always, we don't know many details about it, but for you as someone who buys music, who tracks this so closely uh, for the electric fetus, but also just because you're a fan, kind of where are you at on this as far as excitement and as far as like how important the Super Bowl halftime show is? Oh, I got to tell you, Jason, like last week coming off the Grammys going right into the Super Bowl halftime, like I could not be like, this is adrenaline week for music nerds like me, especially people at shop. I mean, we're talking music, you know, all day, every day at the fetus and yeah, it is. It is a buzz. People are wondering who are the guests. Is it going to be Little John and Ludacris? Is it going to be you know Alicia Keys? Who's it going to be? And uh, yeah, it is. Uh, there is all sorts of speculation about uh, what what's going to happen this Sunday night. Usher kind of burst on the scene in. Would you say ninety seven? Was it his second album that really got it going? Yeah, it, it's his second album. Uh, it was called My Way, and uh, yeah, it had this uh, You Make Me Wanna was the song. I remember it vividly, hearing it on the radio all over the place growing up in Chicago, and yeah. it was, uh, yeah, it was it was all over, and yeah, that was really the album that kind of put him into the mainstream. You were, li- you were listening to B96? Is that what you were listening to? I, Ch- <laughs> yes, I sure as heck was. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> You know, a fellow Chicago kid here, like that's what it was. Uh The top 40 back when the only way you could have to save one of your favorite songs was by taping it off of 
off of B96 was sort of what we were. If you're an emo kid, you were listening to Q101. Those were your choices. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, We are. Yeah. No, go ahead, Jim. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that that album, My Way, I mean, it was huge. I think it sold, you know, five or six million copies at the time. And he was that's the album that made him like on the same level as Michael Jackson. Like he was he was a superstar and uh, yeah, top of top of R&B for sure. Two other songs in your sort of uh, electric fetus three, the Usher's songs to know the songs that you probably will hear. Uh, you know, you'll probably hear during the halftime show. What do you think? Well, I think uh, you're definitely going to hear "Yeah," which is his big hit for, with Lil John and Ludacris. I mean, that is like one of the most iconic songs of the 2000s, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and I, but you know, Usher's got three speeds. He's got like the you know the the banger like that Lil John song, and he's got ballads, uh, and he's got you know the head bopping. Oh, it's it's. He's he's uh it's gonna it's gonna be great I think so you're gonna hear that I think you'll probably hear you got it bad which is like his big bad, um but yeah I mean Confessions that album that had that really was his thriller was 20 years ago can you believe that it's oh, crazy unbelievable that is crazy <laughs> there are there are yeah, like but, prop prop bets out there like what's the what's the first song during the halftime show uh, and. The let's see what is what is the number one the number one uh, pick there is maybe my way or O M G oh yeah yeah who knows uh-huh. D J got us falling in love that's a good one oh yeah I mean I was uh, I was of course brushing up on my Usher knowledge for this uh, for right. this weekend <laughs> man it's just you, you you see all these songs you're like oh my gosh I totally remember hearing that in the car and doing oh yeah it's it is going to be for people that are in our demo, Jason. It is going to be like a time machine. Now, hearing those songs again. When you look back, and we're talking with Jim Novak, the music buyer at Electric Fetus. When you look back at Super Bowl halftime shows, it is it is amazing how important the halftime show has become. Obviously, it, it sort of relaunches a musician's career. Usually, it catapults a tour. When you look back and say, you know, what have what have been the most super Super Bowl halftime shows. What's on your list? And well, we can just start say, with Prince. Know, like, obviously, it's going to be Prince. Like, you just... Obviously, that's... Yeah, we both get absolutely murdered. TV things. Yeah, right. There's, there's no... <laughs> well, there's that, but it was... But that, but that halftime show was probably one of the best live television music performances ever. So better than anything that's been on the Grammys. Better than... I mean, like, it was such a moving experience in the rain and the downpour and he's up there playing purple rain and it was projected behind the giant curtain like it was seriously it is seriously one of the best music moments on tv i think ever i just watched it again the other day it was it it is as magical as it was when we saw it live it is true like it is some things get overhyped and we obviously are ridiculous about prince around here for good reason but it was all of his brilliance on display. I mean, the man did a mashup of Jimi Hendrix and Foo Fighters in the middle of the show out of nowhere just because he can. Mm-hmm. It was brilliant. Just because he can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But when you were talking about, like, how one of these, these halftime performances can really kind of launch a career or kick something off, I think back to 2014 when Bruno Mars mm. was on. And yes. it was, like, I knew who Bruno Mars was. and But this was something that, like, a whole just different universe of fans open to how amazing Bruno Mars is as an entertainer. So like that, when you were talking about like catapulting uh, an artist in the stardom, like that one, 
is yeah that one just came, jumped right into mind as like that that's that was a huge huge deal for him you too uh back going back a little that goes back away is 22 years or so but that was a good one too. yeah well yeah i mean that one so that was the first super bowl after 9 11 yeah and i think uh you know people really didn't to expect it people didn't really know how to feel i mean if you would think back to that time you know what was it going to be like you know we'll get having all those people in the stadium and you know, who is it? Are people going to be in the mood to celebrate this? Like, you know, because the Super Bowl can be pretty over commercial and over, you know, it's a ton of hype and kind of, kind of just, you know, what, what was the vibe coming out of 9 11? And that was really moving because they had, I don't know if you remember, but the lining of Bono's jacket had the flag in it. Yeah. And yeah. they projected the names of all the 9 11 victims. Like, it was super emotional. And uh, yeah, definitely one of, one of the best. Super Bowl halftimes for sure because nobody really knew what to expect and how to feel and that was that was kind of like a, a moment where everybody came out and was like yeah we can get it. we can do this we can yeah. do this yeah especially like the commercials that year were so emotional and patriotic and then that that mm-hmm. halftime show was like a visceral release like it was so it, yeah. it's something that music can do and this is this is the moment probably. Uh, I, I would guess, based on television audience for this, this is the the biggest concert of the year, right? Yeah, absolutely. It is bigger. It overshadows everything. Overshadows pretty much all other TV. So, yeah, there's going to be millions and millions, if not a billion people, seeing this halftime show. And it's prime time for Usher to launch his new album, which comes out on Friday. Do you... You know, the fetus, obviously, you guys will have it. Vinyl has been a, been a, a trend and been enduring, sort of co- the, the re- reemergence of that. What do you expect, like, the effect of Usher uh, doing the halftime show to be on, on sales for you guys? Well, you know, to uh, I'm, I'm looking at the, the pre-orders and the, the streaming numbers for Usher, and it's almost like 2005 again. Like I'm just seeing some of the numbers, these, some of the new songs, like he's got a song with, with young from BTS on it. And you know, he's got her on it and 21 Savage. Like it is, yeah, it, it's pretty good. We are super excited to, to launch the new Usher album on Friday. I think, uh, you know, if like we know about it and the, and the people in his demo about it, but this is going to be a whole different, like I said, it's going to be an explosion of a whole different crowd are going to get their, get a view of what this superstar is like will I'm really excited about it. will we ever see a country act headlining the halftime show i'm sort of surprised we haven't really been there yet have we um well yeah there have been a few not many recently i think country it's interesting that you brought that up is kind of going through a whole different resurgence now with all the crossover um, all the pop crossover oh. right yeah, absolutely. So now, and, and even it's kind of gone in both directions. It's been kind of pop crossover. And then, you well, you know, you saw Luke Combs on the Grammys perform uh, Fast Car with Tracy Chapman. Right. Like, that's country music now. And, uh, you know, it, between Luke Combs and Tyler Childers and like, it's, I, I think it's coming. I think it's, it's definitely coming because it really, you know, it's all sick music. Like all art is cyclical and we're going through that cycle. I think, yeah. uh, I think country moment's coming too. Uh, really good stuff. I'm excited about it, Jim. Uh, can't wait for the album too. Should be, should be a fun yeah, show awesome. this weekend. I can't wait. And I love talking music with you guys. So yeah, come down to the fetus. We'll, uh, we'll chat. You don't even have to wear leather pants. It's just fun. <laughs> we love it. We love it. Jim Novak, electric fetus. Check him out right here in Minneapolis. Thanks, Jim. We appreciate it. All right. Talk to you later.
549, traffic and weather next on CCO. One more day in the 50s. Might be a little rainy tomorrow, though. Uh, twins, hot. No, what do we call this? Inside Twins. We used to call it the hot stove, hot stove show. But stove hasn't been so hot in recent years. Yeah, so. and honestly, like the Consumer Product Safety Commission sort of came down on us on that. <laughs> Is that name. what that was? Yeah, they don't want sure. people putting their hand on the hot stove. So we call it Inside Twins. That's coming up next. And Henry Lake at uh, six thirty. Lots of good stuff on the podcast today. This is a fun show. Jim Novak was great. He's always so good from the electric fetus. Go to the fetus. Go buy your music. Remember buying music? You can still do that. Go to your go to the fetus. Buy music. Uh, check out the podcast. Lots of good stuff there. We will see you on the radio tomorrow. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 